What lessons can organizations take from the Edward Snowden incident at the National Security Agency? Hello, I'm Eric Trabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined by Robert Bigman, the former Chief Information Security Officer at the Central Intelligence Agency, who now operates his own IT security consulting firm, To Be Secure. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for having me. Edward Snowden is a former contractor with top security clearance who worked as a systems administrator at the NSA and admits leaking information about intelligence gathering programs. But it's not just the intelligence community that has sensitive information to protect. Most organizations want to limit access to specific information, and that's what I want to talk about today. First off, there's a perception that systems administrators, because of their jobs, have unlimited access to the systems. How true is that? This is true in some environments and not true in others. In the uh, Unix and Linux environment, which it was uh, designed to be a single user managed system, it is true that when you have root access, you pretty much uh, own the system and there's not a whole lot more you can do. There are some commercial products that basically manage around the root access. Windows Server is a little bit different. In Windows Server, you do have levels of access and levels of privilege on their server product. Who has what levels of privilege? But there is a group there for the entire network called the Domain Admin Group. And if you have the Domain Admin Group on the um, primary domain controller, which is the key server in the Windows network configuration, then you're almost like the super user in, in, in uh, Unix. So there always is going to be some collection of people on any contemporary computer architecture who have the keys to the kingdom. What kind of limits can be placed on those systems administrators that have this sort of wide access without interfering with their jobs? There are some commercial tools you can use. In the Unix environment, basically it requires you to have different levels of privilege on the Unix box. There's still the root, but you don't have to make everyone else root. You can actually give certain people certain levels of access, like the mount the file system, install a printer, add the user account, and they get only that privilege. So they have root level process access so they can do a root level process without having root privileges. There are similar tools for that in the Windows environment, but I don't see those tools used that frequently, Frank. They're not big sellers in the computer security industry. And why do you suspect that? I think the difficulty in managing them and using them and the perception in most organizations that we don't have that problem. I think the Snowden case will indeed break people up to realize, yes, we do, but we all do have that problem and we need to you know, use these types of tools. But the second, the second type of tool that would really help, and I use this in my, my previous employer as well, is there are products that allow you to encipher your data files without allowing the admins to actually have access through the computer network to those data files. And there's a commercial product, the most well-known one, Wormetric, in which you can actually encrypt your data in storage and use the Wormetric appliance to set up rules as to who actually gets to see the data. The admins can do their job. The root administrator, the Windows administrators can do their job of adding accounts, mounting files, adding applications, and they don't have access to any of the data files. And that's all administered separately, in this case, for metric appliance. Those types of technologies, and again, it's a very small world of companies that do that, you know, provide an added level of protection. Why do you suspect maybe organizations don't take that route? You did make reference earlier, maybe people don't feel it's a problem they face. They're not confronted with the problem until they have the problem, frankly. And that seems to occur in, you know, uh, in the government a lot and in, private, in larger organizations. So more, most organizations that want to go the expense of, of buying a product, having to encrypt their data, re-encrypt the data that hasn't been encrypted yet, and setting up the account. You have to set accounts on the appliance to run the system. 
not without its cost, but it's certainly with its benefit. I mean, these are the types of things that really provide a big benefit to the company, and they just don't seem to have wide adoption because of the perceived impact and uh, benefit. Are there other things that are difficult about certain access management solutions to implement? Again, it depends on you know, what your acceptance and consideration for risk is. I think if you use a standard Windows deployment package for Windows Server, it allows you to separate access controls and management controls both in Active Directory and on the system so you can get a high degree of separation and privilege compartmentation. The problem is most companies and even in the government, they focus more on ease of use and ease of administration as opposed to security. So while they have these different groups, what happens over time is all the administrators become added to all the groups. So once you fill in for another one, you always have coverage 24 by 7. And if you don't have good, rigorous security oversight, you tend to fall into the trap like a lot of corporations do that uh, we're not going to have a problem and uh, everything will work out fine. How much does training and making the individual systems administrators or other employees aware of their responsibilities and maybe things they should not be doing, and is that important? It is important. I emphasize that, again, uh, at my job, we have a certification program for them. But in most cases, in companies I visit, I don't see any uh, type of admin certification or admin training. In fact, in most cases, it's usually contracted out to someone who they think knows it better than the company, and they perform, you know, they have SLAs or they have all sorts of different mechanisms with the company, but they never call out any security restraints or any security considerations. I think the training in overall in government and in private industry is obviously poor. Organizations do contract out this kind of work, but shouldn't it be the responsibility of the end user organization to make sure, even if it's their contractors, that they provide the training for them? You read the contracts for these service providers. They say they'll provide a secure environment to protect their data, but not from the systems administrators. It's from other corporations or other people using their services. I know I worked on one company with a contractor, and we tried to get them to convince them of SLA. We finally had to write a new contract with the service provider to get them to understand how many admins they want they were allowed to have to manage their company's data. And if they wanted to make a change, they had to first get the approval of the client company. And they balked at that, but it was such a big customer, they finally uh, agreed. Testimony this past week, uh, General Alexander, who has the NSA, talked about that the organization is looking maybe reducing the number of systems administrators. Are there just sometimes too many people in organizations that have these kinds of rights and they should just limit those? Part of when you're there is I have enough administrators 24 by 7 to do anything needs to be done. You know, run backups, add users, do all the things. So that tends to speak to having more people available. On day one, things tend to work out you know, reasonably well from a security perspective. You have all your different groups set up and they're populated properly, but somewhere around day 424, you find that most administrators are in every other group, and some people don't even know the groups that they're in. They just know that they have broad access across the system because the focus is efficiency, uptime, and performance, and it's just not security. And whose responsibility should that be within your organization? That should be the CISO, CIO, other. Oh, yeah. No, that's the CISO. The CISO's got to be in there fighting with the CIO, fighting with the IT operations people, and actively keeping those numbers down and making sure they do good compliance. So there are compliance tools to help you monitor that. It's one thing to monitor. It's another thing to change. The technology, the processes, the laws are there for many people, just hard to do. Hard to do, and when uh, the CIO's constant focus is on operations support, access, getting people what they need to do, 
getting things done. You know, the rigor in security tends to, especially if no one's watching, just human nature, it's just how it happens. Is there a question I should have asked you about and I didn't, and what would the answer be? The other thing that I would mention is data rights management. Kind of like encryption, in which the data both is enciphered and has use protection uh, governing it, and it's not tied to the computer system it's on. It's tied to a separate policy server that sits on your network, which the system's administrators do not have access to, and it controls the data that's on the system. So if you have very sensitive files, you can both encipher them and say, this person does have access, this person doesn't have access, and no matter what the administrator does, no matter uh, unless he has access to the policy server, and you want to keep those two separate. You can't access the data. The data is under uh, policy control. So in other words, the system administrator could be in there to sort of manage the system itself, right? but cannot necessarily get hold of specific documents that have data right management tied to them. Exactly. As long as the data rights management tool is managed separately and distinctly from the network itself. And is that hard to do? No, it's not hard to do. There are products that do that. Thanks, Bob. Okay. I've been speaking with Robert Bigman, former Chief Information Security Officer at the CIA and President of 2B Secure, an IT consultancy for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.